it's them wise girls. It's the wise girls. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's them wise girls. Are the names uh-huh. stay wise to the times is the game relationships and money talk in the old way oh and if you didn't hear the name it's just them wise girls oh my god it's them wise girls like back to the world back to the world uh yeah yeah it's been a mid it's been a grip it's been a grip it's been we didn't we haven't been on here since 2019. <laughs> Yeah, and that was three. That's three years ago now. That's three years ago now. That's so crazy. welcome you all to season three of Dim Wise Girls. I know you thought it was never gonna happen, but it, apparently it has. It has. We're back. We finally got our shit together. We. It took forever. I just first we can't even start this podcast without thanking Vibe One um, for getting us our podcast intro back. Hi. I had found literally everything for the podcast except our intro music, and I was like, I'm not starting again without it. <laughs> because it's fire. It's fire. Right. It's the best podcast intro it's, I've ever heard. It's fire. Hot fire. It's Dylan. 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 We're aging ourselves. <laughs> we are aging ourselves. We're not aging ourselves because making the band two is like coming back on TikTok, like it's all oh, on the internet. Yes. It's like Lorianne Gibson is all the the her sound is trending. She yes. is she's a trending sound right now, mm-hmm. and our childhood is trending. So I feel like are we aging ourselves? Or are we showing that we're classics and we haven't gone out of style? Ooh, yes, we're classics. I like that. I like that too. So what's been going on with you since uh, 2019? Oh, well, I got married. Congratulations. Oh, yes, we finally, I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I remember like when we were wrapping up, we were wrapping up right before the wedding. We were, like we wrapped intentionally before the wedding because we knew it was about to get crazy. Yeah. So Little uh, did we know it was really about to get crazy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it was about to get really crazy. Uh, but that happened and uh, so, that, and that went well. And then, you know, at the end of 2019, and then, you know, the pandemic hit in 2020, so, and, you know, all the shit that incurred from 2020 and beyond. It seems like we should have been able to come back, like, while we were trapped in the house, but we record in, like, an actual space. Yes. So, there was that. Oh. Yes, we did not get a home setup thing going, like, we've used our free resources here at the library to record (laughs) our podcast. And so getting a home thing set up just never happened. It felt like too much for me, Um, especially at the time, because 2019 was like, it was the beginning of like everything for me, (laughs) like a whole transformative lifestyle change. Like you got married. My daughter was about to graduate. Mm -hmm. And um, so many other things happened. My very dear, my very dear close, close friend he died, like, suddenly, unexpectedly in a tragic accident, and that, like, shattered my world. So I just kind of felt, like, alone, like, going into, to like, at the end of 2019, I felt super alone. So by the time the pandemic hit, it was like, welcome to the Terror Dome. I've been in misery, so welcome to it. 
welcome, welcome to welcome to the awfulness. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was that was horrible. That was really hard. I know it was hard on you. It was hard on me because you were in so much pain or you know, still grieving grieving from that and it's very tragic and just have that happen for the whole world to just like flip on its side like yeah a lot it was a lot it was a lot and now that I'm like in the beginnings of like feeling normal again Mm -hmm. I feel like it was an interesting thing to happen because it made me really self-reliant and, and not like this whole, like, I don't need nobody <laughs> kind of way, like, that I see so much of, but, like, self-reliant of, like, a, what do I want to do right now? Because I felt like everything had changed. You were married. Caitlin was older and didn't need me in the same way that she needed me. Um, even my friends were, like, changing and going through lifestyle changes. So, and there were probably lifestyle changes that I didn't want to join in on necessarily. Like, I wanted to be supportive, but I don't necessarily want to join in. And it seemed like I had to really figure out what I wanted for myself, what I just, whatever was going to individually bring me peace. And now I feel a lot, I think I probably feel even better now than I did back then in a, in a different way. And I hate that about lessons because it'd be like, I want to learn this lesson without, like, the demonstrous amount of pain that I had to go through to get there. Like, if I could have, like, my friend back, Mm -hmm. if I could have, you know, everything that I had previously and still have this amount of solace, that would be awesome. Yeah. But that's just not how Jesus is doing things these days. Oh my gosh. That's not how Jesus no, is performing in my life. Just big transitions. Because getting married was a big transition for me. And it was like, I noticed like after I got married, it was like, oh my God, I really made this decision to like uh, change the dynamics between me, my mom, uh, my sister, and my niece. Like I don't live with them anymore. We've lived together so long. So long. So like, there would be nights, there would be days where it just, like, I would just cry. And it would just be like, I just, like, I made this choice to alter my life in a way. Not not in a bad way, but it was just, like. But different they, is but different. Different is different. And it was, like, not that I'm not happy, and I'm happy with the choice I made, but it's just, like, you can't choose two paths. You can't have the benefits of both paths that you, you know. You choose to walk down. I don't know. When you come home, I feel like when you leave with stuff, you you have the benefit of the past. Of- no. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I don't know. When you're in my refrigerator, I don't feel that you've chosen not the benefit of both paths. <laughs> Seems like you've got the best of both worlds. Um, no, I'm just kidding with you. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that until we had a conversation about that recently. And I was like, okay, Ray. I mean, yeah, I just feel like I got to learn about myself. I've gotten to learn about how crazy the world is. Man. 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 Like, I don't want to dwell on it, but, like, the world lost its mind, and it thinks it got its mind back, but it really didn't. I feel like no. people are still out here crazy. No. Like, I feel like we got a a preview to what people are going to be acting like at the end of the world. Yeah. 
this is just this is just the iceberg, the tip of the, of the iceberg, iceberg of what people would act like in a, what are they eighty percent of the iceberg? In a total glo- a global change in the world. Yeah. Glow yeah, global change. Like yeah. a global change. And if there are gonna be global changes, I feel like I need to get the F up out of I need to get the fuck up out of America. <laughs> Cause like Bro, we batshit. What like maybe it was batshit in other countries, but it felt like everybody had lost their damn mind for like a good. I mean, like January sixth, no yeah. toilet paper. We kind of like act like that didn't happen. Like that shit happened. That shit happened. Like people like stormed the Capitol. Bro, they was getting ready to try to take some people out in there. They try to act like they weren't, but they was. You know what's crazy is that we come from a silent generation of black people. Like, our parents were literally raised by black people who had awful things happen to them and never talked about it. Mm. And mm. white people got us beat on that shit, too. Yeah. They got us beat on that. Like, because they don't want to talk about what happened January 6th, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, like, God, what year was that? Was well, it I know. Was that this year? No, that, that was, was last year. No, it was this year. It was 2020. It was right after the election. Because it was before Biden was You're president. Right. You're right. Things, yeah. See things, that? All of, things mushed together now. No, we are not the only ones. I swear, I feel like everybody I talk to feels like these past this past time frame, it's all together. Like, I don't yeah. know what day it was. Yeah. It, it's all together. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, yeah, we got a, we got a front row seat to what everybody's going to be acting like at the end of the world. And it's nice to know that I'll be at home cooking things. <laughs> like, when the world's ending, I'm going to be at home with my family. <laughs> Eating food. Oh my God! Like, what is that movie that just came out on Netflix that had Leonardo DiCaprio in it, and they were trying to tell oh, everybody the world was about to end? Don't look up. Yes, I feel like I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. Like at the end when he finally accepted, like the world was about to end. They went to the grocery store, they fixed a meal. Oh yeah, and they yeah, ate together. They did. And that was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna just try to get everybody I love together. We're gonna have one more meal, and then Jesus is gonna come back. <laughs> like. <laughs> We're going to have our own last supper. Yeah, we have our own last supper, and we just, oh, my gosh, yeah, yeah. I'm about to be like, I'm about to, I'm about to be chilling. I'm about to be chilling and relaxing. Like, there's re- literally nothing we can do. I like to quote <laughs> Moonstruck all the time because it's my favorite movie. But no matter what you do, Cosmo, you're going to die. Like, yeah. everybody's like, drink the sea moss, uh, take the vitamins. And I'm like, y'all, I mean, Look, live the best quality of life you can while you have it. Mm-hmm. But also, no matter what you do, Cosmo, you're gonna die. <laughs> oh, yes, this, these are facts. Facts. That's the only. That's the only guarantee. I know Chico said, "Nah, nah, nah." nah. nah. There no, are no guarantees. guarantees. But <laughs> death is a guarantee. It's a guarantee, <laughs> honey. Oh. The rich man, the poor man, the smart man, the dumb man—they all go into the same grave. So. Like, chill out. Man, I can't believe that was last year. I felt, I'm like, uh, I know. Well, it feels distant and close all at the same yeah, time. Yes. Well, now we got Roe v. Wade. Bruh, I just want them to get their hands out of my pocket, a.k.a. my uterus, oh. a.k.a. my fallopian tubes. Like, I have always been a strong proponent of if you do not believe in abortion, don't have one. Don't have one. Don't have one. No one's coming to your door forcing you to have an abortion. And I just can't believe I live in a country that sterilized indigenous and black women against their wishes without their knowledge. And they feel like life starts in the womb. Like, but who's like... There's a history of that, of sterilizing 
black women and native and native women without their consent. Come on, Fannie Lou Hamer, she basically made, she had her own role in the civil rights movement. She was actually supposed to speak at the March on Washington, and they didn't let her speak. But she had basically what they call a Mississippi appendectomy. Like, that's how popular, it. that's how widespread it was of black women going to the doctor and coming out being sterilized, having a hysterectomy. Wow. So, yeah, like... You almost don't, you don't even learn about Fannie Lou Hamer in school. Like, I was super grown when I found, like, I had heard her name, but I didn't know what she had done. And I mean, after, like, you go to school so long, you just feel like everybody, like, sat on the back of a bus or, you know, everybody had this yeah. story. You didn't really look into it further. But after I realized what happened to her, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She wasn't even a proponent. She, I don't even think she was, like, pro-choice. She didn't even yeah. believe in abortion. But... The whole point of it is is I, I can't get down with a country who sterilized women but still feels like you don't have a choice. So what you're saying is you don't have your own choice. The choice is ours. And you don't have privacy. Bruh. You don't have privacy between you and your doctor and the choice that you're making about your body. You don't. And men do. Because you know what? Women have to go to a clinic to get an abortion. A man gets a vasectomy. It's outpatient surgery. He can be some. He can be in the next room, in the next operating room, Next to somebody getting a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. There's nobody standing outside like, all sperm fertilizes life. Stop it now. There's nobody doing that. No. No. That's your personal private business. Your pri- uh, yeah. A man's body gets to be his private business. But a woman's business is no, public. It's it's not. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I feel like people always... And there's so many... There's so many reasons why you would need an abortion. So many, like, specifics involved. It's like you can't throw out a big, wide net to just say no abortions. Yeah, because it's not necessarily always something that people are choosing in the context of desire. Yeah. Like, there are people who really need the procedure for life-threatening. Like, this is a medical procedure, like, and the fact that we're telling people that this medical procedure will be extremely difficult to access is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So. Yeah, I think, I feel like people always, people who are pro-life, uh, <laughs> I put air quotes around that because I feel like they don't necessarily think about the, 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 act, the aftermath of the pregnancy and caring about young children's lives after they're born but uh i think they always they always demonize it's like this person is making this these people are making these horrible choices and they're making it flippantly they're making it carelessly they are just out here just you know women are just out there you know doing being terrible people getting these abortions and it's like i feel like these are hard decisions this is a hard decision and it's private and i don't need the government in it Okay? I don't need you in it. Honey, bye. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's that's definitely it. And I, I, I empathize with a lot of women who, do, you know, are not on the side of abortion. Um, I think one of my friends had said on social media, like, you know, you guys keep saying that, like, these kids could have hard lives. These kids could have, you know, to be in foster care or be live in poverty. And she was like, you know, but that doesn't mean that they don't want to be alive. And it's like, but when the can do it, of them being alive is coming through my body. 
<laughs> I deserve a choice in that. <laughs> I deserve a choice it's in that. It's not funny, but I'm, it's just the way you said it. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, 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 it's not funny, but the way you said it, it's just like, yeah. It, the, yeah. Like, the mat- it. we have the worst mortality rate for a first world country. Like, I'm a black woman. I've been reading these horrible stories from, like, people I know about what doctors are doing to them, about how they haven't been diagnosed with preeclampsia and that kills the mom and the baby. Mm -hmm. Like, so many of these stories where black women were just not believed in the process of trying to have a choiceful... Yeah, just get the doctor to believe you when you bring up a problem. Like, y'all don't even believe periods are painful. Get out of here. The healthcare system here in America. And it's like, I feel like... Because of the way the paying for health care is in this country, it's like if you bring up something to your doctor, especially if it's a female problem, I feel like you, you they don't really look into it when the first time you bring it up. Mm-mm. And then it's like, don't you realize that I've been like sitting with this a long time thinking like, should I go to the doctor? Shouldn't I go to the doctor? Is this really a problem? Is this something, nothing? And then you finally go to the doctor, you bring it up, and they're like, oh, you know what? That's just, you're getting older. That period pain is just, it's normal for it to get worse. Like, but what? why is something normal to get worse? If any other piece of your body was getting worse, like if your foot was deteriorating and getting worse, they try to fix it. I just feel like because periods are unseen and undesirable, mm-hmm. That it's like, pat you on the back, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Just, you're going to be okay. Are you taking ibuprofen? Yeah, I'm popping them shits like Tic Tacs. <laughs> Bruh. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm th- I'm th- I'm, I, I guess I'm just, I, I am speaking from personal experience. I just feel like I brought up some pain to my doctor. I was like, all right, like I shouldn't, I need to go find me a black woman doctor. But, you know, the process of finding a doctor, you're just like... It's difficult. Uh, it's difficult. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's, it's a cha-cha it's take, slide. It takes work uh, that I need to put in. But, yeah, I just brought up some pain, and it was just like, I just felt like she wasn't really hearing me. And I'm like, I'm 30-something. I've had I don't know how many upteen uh, periods by now. I know when the pain is different. You know what's crazy is that from working from home and now exclusively working remotely um, through the pandemic, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, uh, it was like, I can't believe I used to pack my life up, Girl. go into an office, and have a period. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I can't believe I used to do that. I know. I've been working from home, too, thank you, Lord, through the pandemic. And now, just last week, we're trying to go back two days. And now I'm thinking, like, oh, shit. Now I'm going to have to. I mean, two days a week, I'm, I'm very good with. But I'm like, I know... At some point, one of the one of these two days is gonna fall on my period. I'm gonna be like, oh, I gotta pack up my whole life and be on my period in the office. But again. God, you know how you had to discreetly go to the bathroom with your purse with you, your purse. Oh, and then I gotta, you know, on on the heaviest day, I gotta go to the bathroom every two and a half to three hours. So it's like, oh, no, I I feel I feel like I will never again bleed in anyone's office. <laughs> Not unless I've cut myself. There's no reason for me to do that. Oh, and then you got to be there with some cramps and, you know, just wishing you could burn down the whole building. And <laughs> Bruh, and then people be in your face talking to you. You be like, if you don't get away from me before I mollywop you with this legal pad. <laughs> oh, my 
Oh my gosh. It's just, I should be at home. I should be at home away from others. Uh, Did you see the clip going around? I'll have to look it up and maybe we can, um, I don't know, put something in post-edit about who this actually was. But I feel like, I feel like it was a governmental thing, but it was like one of those things where they have some, they're talking about a specific issue and, or it could have been a medical conference. I don't know, but because how could this guy have been in the medical field and been that mm, not so smart? But there was a presentation. There was a doctor there talking about colonoscopies and urology and being able to do uh, colonoscopies kind of virtually by sending patients uh, a pill that has like a little micro camera in it that they would swallow and that they would be able to detect anything in the colon, in the colon mm-hmm. any type of um, cancers and things like that or concerns. And this was a woman doctor, and then there was a man who was in in the panel or in the audience or whatever, and he brought up, he was like, that is very interesting. Now, is this some type of technology that we'd be able to use to detect pregnancies? I'm sorry. (laughs) She was like, uh, sir, no, because swallowing a pill does not end up in the vagina. (laughs) Like, I can't believe there are um, old men, old men. In a Michelle Obama's America, who don't know <laughs> that the things that we swallow don't Do come out of our vaginas. vaginas. <laughs> I was just like, I, are you serious? I can't. I can't believe how many men like to be inside vaginas but don't in, understand how they function or work. Right. Right. I know so many things about penises. As a matter of fact, I'm tired of penises. And honestly, I just read an article that said that the interest in vasectomies went up like 18%. Like there are more men inquiring about vasectomy since Roe versus Wade. And at that moment, I felt like, you know, I've been feeling like end of the world, handmaid's tale. And in that moment, after I read the article, I said, oh my gosh, you know, it's it's good that men are thinking about being in control of birth control as well. Mm-hmm. Like you need some form of birth control for yourself. If you don't want to have kids, because, you know, every time I hear a guy sing sad baby mama stories, I, I, I'm empathetic, but I'm also like, at some point you chose to have unprotected sex with this person and you left sperm in her. What did you think was going to happen? Like biology, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Period. And that's all period. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> biology, it's, it's, it's working, functionally. it has not stopped. And it's like, and they'll be looking at the woman like, well, this is your fault. This is your fault. You should have handled this. Weren't you on the pill? Didn't you get the shot? Don't you got the patch? Isn't there a ring? How did you end up pregnant? Um, biology. <laughs> it's still open for business. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing. And then I thought, man, would that increase the amount of, like, I mean, STDs are already, like, horrible, like, mm-hmm. just out of control right now. But, like, would that just increase the STD rate? Because with the without fear of getting pregnant, like, people. It's already, it's already like a, a, a gentle dancing act with men to get them to wear condoms anyway. It's always like, you know, this could feel better. It's like we're 45 years old. We all know this would feel better. But honestly, we have to take precautions yeah. for so many different reasons. Like with one less precaution, is it going to be 25 less condoms? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought, oh, my God, this isn't The Handmaid's Tale. This is Demolition Man. Ah, oh, Demolition Man, yes. Oh, my God, so there's probably a whole generation that has not watched Demolition Man, but there's this scene. But you should, because 
I love that movie. I love that movie. It's a futuristic movie. I'm surprised we haven't gone, like, since COVID, we haven't gone to the whole uh, Be Well, John Spartan. Like, the the way, like, the not touching handshake where they, like, like, wave their hands in front of each other but don't touch. Well, if you go to to Walgreens, when you leave, they say Be Well. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, But, yeah, just, like, a high five, but, like, just circling hands in front of each other. Like, well, now that makes that actually, you know, back in the day we were like, why would they do that? Now we're like, mm, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, we're when are the three seashells coming into play? Yeah, right. When are they? And I thought about Sandra Bullock handing uh, Sylvester Stallone this headband, and they had like this virtual yeah, sex, this, like virtual VR goggles, like being in you know the virtual reality goggles. Oh my god, this is also that episode of The Twilight Zone. And it kind of seemed like it was like tapping into their brain. Yes, and finding all the things. And I thought... Yeah, finding all the things they find sensual. Like, yes. Or tapping, like like getting into your neurons and sensory so it like creates something actually in the body, not just like a visual, but like, I don't know. That's what it seemed like. Sounds like sex for women. Anyway. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, we always have better sex in our brains than usually. That always, that it's better in your brain. brain like, yeah. It's better in the um, the reality that I created. That also happens with relationships with women. It's like, mm, seems like you were better in my head. And in reality, not so much. Yes, I have those moments all the time. Like, oh my God, how have I been missing out on the fact that you were a total bum? Mm-hmm. Maybe not a total bum. Total something. <laughs> total something. Like, how was I missing out on that? But yeah, we're turning into Demolition Man. We are. It's, we're going to have to do virtual They're already reality. fancy Taco Bells. There are fancy Taco Bell. Oh my! It's Demolition Man. Y'all need Although to Although I back. think everything will soon be Amazon and not everything Taco Bell. That's a fact. Now that's that's a fizzy. Yeah, Every, that's a fizzy. Everything will be Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so actually, you know what? The whole better in our head. I feel like we weren't going to talk about that jazzy interview until later, but I'm just going to say she felt like a textbook definition. If you didn't see, there's an episode of a podcast out right now with Shan Boudram. She interviews um, Watch Jazzy. She's an internet social media comedian. What's her po- her podcast is called Lovers and Friends. Yep, Lovers and Friends. Her podcast is called Lovers and Friends. She interviewed her, and she was talking about being a submissive woman. And I was listening to everything she was saying about you know her love and how she loves, and I was trying to get not necessarily down with it, but you know just try to see things from her side. And I thought this sounds like one of those relationships that's actually better in your head because everything she was doing was just so transactional. It sounded like. Girl, you in love with you. You in love with you, and you don't even really notice it. Like he might be a physical inhabitant and a body. He might be the sex. He might be, you know, the place where you can find some validation from or some reinforcement of that your love is mm-hmm. good. But really, you busy loving yourself, and you don't even know it. I mean, as soon as that that clip came across my TikTok, I was like, I gotta see the rest of this girl because I mean, we had a conversation was, about this. I know she entered, she was interviewing her, and I guess the podcast episode title was "I Baby My Man" and that works for me. And in the clip, she was like, she was asking her, she was like, "So, what does it being a submissive woman mean to you?" And she was like, 
what, what does that mean you do for him? And she was like, well, everything, everything. I mean, I pack his bag, I unpack his bag, I, you know, I rub his back so he falls asleep. It was just, I was like, I just got to. I have to hear more of this. I have to hear this whole episode because there's got to be more context to this, right? I mean that when we <laughs> talked about this and I hit, I was like, we both said at the same time, like, I watched the clip and then I said, okay, there's got to be more of this. Let's watch the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, that was creepy. We was like, and I, I had know. no, I, I had no, I, when I watched the, when I watched the clip, when I listened to the, the pot, the whole podcast episode, I had no idea who she was. I was just like, mm, I need to know more. And I had no idea who she was with. So, and But then when you told me that she was with Cam Newton, I was like, this brings this into a whole different context. A whole new world. Like, that brings it brings into a whole different context because you're right. I feel like everything she was talking about she did for her man was very transactional. It was very, it was a list of chores, it felt like. It sounded like, like chores when she to me. was, you know... Talking, asking her questions about like, what do you, what do you, what does the relationship dynamic look like? It was all about chores, chores. like household things, like kind of like something that her, some, something a personal assistant would do. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, it was just very interesting to me that th- those were the things that were popping in her head. About her relationship. And when Shannon was trying to prompt her for deeper context, she really didn't seem to have any. Yeah. Like, that's where there would be a pause. Like, where she couldn't contextualize things in a very transactional way, it felt like she she was at a loss for words. Yeah. And I thought, man, but real relationships, real relationships that you get to see the thick of, it don't matter who plate, who plate got made, on what type of plate, on... <laughs> Like it, these are very surface level things, and um, I think it was Deval Ellis and Kadeem Ellis, the Ellises. If you don't watch them, you should be. It's it's heartwarming and breaking at the same time. If you're single, you'll be like, "Don't nobody love me," but I'm so glad y'all got each other. Anyway, um, I remember like I had been watching them for a while, and he was talking about the fact that she hadn't cooked in a while, and but he valued their relationship so much more than her doing his chores. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, you, you probably haven't cooked anything in a, in a minute. And she was like, I don't know if that's true. And <laughs> he was just kind of like, but you know, our relationship, it's just, it's past that to the point where those aren't the things that I really need from you. And I thought, man, that's the thick of it right there. Mm-hmm. Like, because honestly, we could get this money and we could pay somebody to clean this house. I can pay somebody to cut the grass. Like, these are chores. These are chores. You need something on a deeper level beyond this that we don't even know how to describe until we've been with each other for a a few years. Mm -hmm. Till we've gone through something and gotten over it. Like, till we've come out on the other side that these transactional things just seem kind of, like, frivolous. Like, they're nice-to-haves. I, I work in the software world where everything is broken down into a need to have and a nice to have. <laughs> um, and it's just a, you know, it's just a, a fun, colloquial way of saying things we're going to fix, things we ain't going to fix. But, um, you know, and uh, but it was so clear to me of like, man, that's a that's a fizzy right there. That's a fact. Like there are nice to haves and there are needs to haves. Like having a mansion is a nice to have. Having shelter is a need to have. Mm-hmm. So. 
you know, and, and I feel like in this space where people are, more people are talking about relationships, more people have podcasts, more yeah. people have access to all these things that I feel like when I was starting out in, like, influencer land, like, these things were very expensive, hard to access. You kind of needed to know somebody to know somebody to find these things. Now you can get a mic at Five Below. <laughs> like, <laughs> now you can get a microphone at Five Below. Um, That's my store. That's my store. <laughs> Although, they need to change to Ten Below now because a lot of that stuff is creeping up past $5. Bruh. Now they're like, ooh, $10, $12. But yeah, so I feel like that's, you know, more people are out here expressing these needs. And I feel like if I hear one more man start a debate about who getting whose plate getting made, who paid for the first date, we're 50 years old, sir. Right. We're 50 years old. Who's paying for the first date? Who asked the person to come outside? Right. That's who paid for it. Right. Why are we still... Like, why are we still talking about how how is it that you still have enough energy to still talk about these things? And you know how I know these people still have energy to talk about these surfer level things? Because you've never gotten past the surface. <laughs> Ain't none of y'all ripped off no band-aids. <laughs> Ain't none of y'all even listen to an Esther Perel uh, podcast. No. Where you hear them people relationship problems, you'd be like, shit, oh God. Should I come outside? Bruh, um, how did y'all get together? together? How are y'all doing that? How did you get together? To each other. What brought you together? What made you stay together? Like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Like, stuff that'll just give you the creeps. Yeah. We shouldn't We shouldn't get too much into it because we got we got more to talk about we that do. later. We do. We're going to have a whole episode about it. We're going to, so please. Stick around. I just want the people to know that they will not get a Who's Plate is Getting Made episode from Dem Wise Girls. No, no, we will not. We just asking the wrong questions. All the wrong questions. With all the good-looking men. No, I'm just playing. With all the good-looking men. I'm sure there are some good-looking men with depth that don't ask Who's Plate's Getting Made. pop culture let's see what's, what's been happening lately in pop culture i'm enjoying the fact that, that during the pandemic there were more black people in television spaces yes um i was loving run the world more people get out there and watch run the world that is my show yes yes because we want those to come back for some season two yeah i mean all their outfits were oh my gosh the clothing the clothes the clothing on run the world and harlem was I love the design set on both shows, the design yes. sets and the clothing. I'm so glad that the clothing has been, I feel like, um, more, um, what am I trying to say? Um, the, the costume stylists really dress them, the costume designers really dress these women like black women in, in real life. Not yes. like a black woman who's on television. Yes. But like black women in the street. Like street yes. style things that you really see sisters with complex. good money work. That was the word yes. I was looking for. Complex. complex. They really got into the complex and the diversity of the characters with the costume styling. And I was like, oh, the clothes. I know I know. Chip is probably, Chip would, Chip would be like, y'all be watching them shows just to look at the clothes. I don't even know why. Chip is my best friend. But yeah, he'd be like, I don't know why you just be sitting around watching shows, look at the clothes. But like, because they're, they're fabulous. They're fabulous. They're, fabulous. they're 
They're the best part. <laughs> I watched this awesome documentary on your HBO Max. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I watched it. I watched it, and it was um, talking about how they style people in movies. Mm-hmm. It's from TMC. You need to watch it. It was so good. I'll have to probably put it in the description. But it was so good. If you are into how people get styled on in wardrobe, like on shows and costume design. It was so fascinating to see, like, even the colors that they put the villain in or how they make you feel like somebody is pure on Mm -hmm. a... It's just... It was so... It was so influential. I loved it. I loved it. It sounds so good. Um, Yeah, I feel like there's so many streaming services out now that there's a big and wide variety of shows, and I feel like a lot more black shows. I feel like we're getting back to that place we were in the early 90s, early to mid-90s with... Black people on television, having our our shows with um, uh, black people leading, and I think it's awesome. I loved Harlem. I loved Wonder World. I love First Wives Club on BET. I loved First Wives Club. I love... I like First Wives Club so much, I bought BET Plus and forgot to cancel it. <laughs> yes, thank you, because I've been wanting to watch, and I was like, oh, this is so good. I, I'm surprised. I loved First Wives Club, like. That's smug. I was looking forward to that. I love everybody on this show. I love Jill Scott. I love what's what's um is her last name? I can't. I can. I'm always about to mispronounce the, um Michelle's last name. The girl with the big hair. Oh, she's a comedian. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, I love her. I, I love, love her. everything she's in. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. Uh, um, I don't know her. I can't think of her. She was name, even though. hilarious in that new Jennifer Lopez movie where you hate the song. Uh, she was in Marry Me. She was. Marry, I loved her. Marry I like. She's the best you. thing about this movie. I can't. I can't. Look, I have a, a soft spot for Jennifer Lopez movies. I do too. I love. A, I don't care. I like a Jennifer Lopez movie, even if I only like half of it. Like, um, what's the one about her having a baby? Um, oh, um, the backup plan. The backup plan. That movie's like terrible. I like the first half of that movie, and then I, I'll sometimes I just watch the first half and then turn it off because <laughs> it's like the rest of this movie is it's, is terrible. But, um, but <laughs> I just like watching Jennifer Lopez. But I do. Um, Even before, like I realize now, before like shows, before I perform, um, or just do anything, I will watch a Jennifer Lopez documentary. Um, what is it called? Our favorite the one. The first one, oh, the Dance Again? Yeah, Dance. I will watch Dance Again to get myself, like, pumped up. Like, I know. That, that documentary makes me feel like I can do anything. I know. I, be, I, I does. It, I just need to work out and drink more water and wake up early and work as hard as Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I know. And I will rule the world. Okay? I know. Yeah, I be feeling that way, too. So I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. I feel like, you know what? I feel like the women have been rocking it, but I feel like, I feel like the two, I feel like the 2000s karma is coming around, man. And I never thought that it would. But like, Genuine, Justin Timberlake, Omarion have all taken these major L's. <laughs> They're taking these major L's that just seems like, wow. Oh. Why are you out there like this, homie? No. Wine's knees failed him, failed him deeply. Yeah. And I used to love Karen. You already know. I already know. That's, I love that is, that, is, that is up Laura's alley, Genuine. Genuine and anybody looking like Genuine. <laughs> <laughs> the shade is so real. That's, that's your M.O. 
girl, you like a pretty boy. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to change my life. Fine, pretty boy. Bruh, I'm trying to change my life, but it's hard. It's hard. But I, you know, I'm appreciator of art. I like beautiful things. I like beautiful men. I, actually, I don't even like beautiful. I love beautiful men. Love. 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 Then they start talking. Laura, Laura is so smart. She's a smart. She's witty. She's a shit talker. She can pimp slap you with her words. But she be ready to, like, kind of quelter that for a fine-ass man. She be looking <laughs> like, she'll, she'll just melt and just be like, oh, uh, oh. And then when it turns the corner and he do something stupid, she be like, you damn fool. I'm too smart for these motherfuckers. <laughs> Why are you telling all my business? This feels like that, that TikTok video I just watched the other day where his husband, he was filming his wife and his children walking to Walmart, and she didn't have her wig on. She had her hair just out and natural. Mm-hmm. He said, wig off Walmart, wig on Target. And he had a video of her at Target with her wig on, acting all ethereal. And I was Dang, like, the right. shit. K-Ray just put my business out here like that. She just showed y'all that I go to Walmart with my wig off. <laughs> she did. She just, she just told all oh, my business. You just put a Target on my back. It's yeah. about to be a pretty boy she outside like, She'd be today. like, why can't I find me a pretty boy who's smart too i know is there none is there none girl i know i know i guess not not as pretty as you like them i don't know i don't like them that pretty Mm, sometimes i don't like them that pretty i do like them i i mean i do like a a chiseled butternut cluster yeah you love you you love you a honey bunches of oat (laughs) (laughs) who ate all the toasted oats Captain Crunch. Oh my God. Shoot. Oh yeah. Okay. So genuine took that L, and I felt like, you know what? This is an unnecessary L. This is probably why he's single because somebody smart and up his league would probably tell him like, "Babe, you ain't even gotta do all this." Yeah. Like Tank said, do the genuine dance, and I felt like, mm, maybe don't do the genuine dance. Maybe yeah. get you a different set that still has high energy, that still feels good to the crowd. Maybe he just need to, he just need to drop it midway. Don't uh, try to drop it all the way to the low. First of all, we already been saying that. Since. I've been saying that since forever because my drop. knees ain't never been strong. So drop got, it midway. Some of us with really long legs got knees that aren't super strong. Where is so, his stylist? Because it looks like it's somewhere between Sean John and Stacey Adams, and I wanted to like get tailored. Um, why is the hair blonde now? Why did we pick this for now? It, it's a not a now. You should have already... Yeah, 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 it was blonde. It shouldn't be now. Because I, I just um, seen the clip of him again, and then he looked like it was black with gray speckles. So you I know, know, and that thing is happening to him, that thing that happens to black men. It's oh, a, as they it, age. It's an epidemic, yeah. it's We don't even talk about it. But there are two stages for black men as you age. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those stages is Bobby Brown. Yeah. Shout out to the king of R&B. We love you, Bobby Brown, but... Stage one, uh, Bobby Brown. <laughs> Option A is Bobby Brown. Yeah. Option two is you start getting thin. You, you start losing thin. that muscle density. Yeah. You get all thin in the neck. neck. You start looking like uh, Randall's dad on This Is Us. You start getting, yeah, you get thin mm-hmm. in the neck and you get thin in them elbows. Yeah, them elbows. elbows get real pointy. That real thin elbow mm-hmm. at the bottom mm-hmm. of, the, at the sleeve. Yeah. Ending, at the mm-hmm. short sleeve. On that linen suit, yeah. yeah. On that two-piece pants, and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You start to thin out a little bit, mm-hmm. all around. Yeah. So it's either like the Bobby Brown, you get that waterhead, 
that big brown hair, they get them brown hairs, the black men, mm-hmm. the hair round out a whole lot, or you get real skinny. Real skinny. I love y'all. I'm with y'all though. But maybe genuine, you just can't do them body rolls like that no more. It's not you're not as flexible, you know. I just mm. feel like he hasn't worked on that set. He's probably been doing the same set for a long time because hey, why did he have to change it? He was genuine. And it's it's time to update. It's time to put a little refresh on it. You know, genuine is like when your uh wash and go starts to get a little you just need a little spray a little water on that. Spray a little water in it, put a little oil on it, maybe retwist it, and come back outside. Because I feel like, honestly, genuine, you are more quality. Even though Tyrese broke up TGT, and I'll never forgive him. But, um, and somebody take his phone away. Uh, I didn't realize he was still talking. Girl, he got with this girl, and it felt like one of them social media Are they still together? They just broke up. He said she has a oh. hold on him, and she can't let go of her sexual demonic spirit. Oh. I'm paraphrasing, but it says something like that. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Um, since we're talking about men in R&B um, taking L's, Omarion took a major L. And honestly, now I haven't gotten really into the verses. I've only been like a clip watcher and be like, oh, okay, that's cute. That was fun. I'm all right. All right. Uh, or that was funny. But, I mean, I could have told y'all because... I have to say, I was a Mario fan. I was never really big. I mean, I liked B2K and everything, but I wasn't like a Omarion fan. I was I was a Mario fan. I could have told y'all Mario was going to kill it. Uh, well, first of all, I was like, <laughs> this was like little sister music for me because these were all the things you and our cousin Janae, shout out Janae, um, were, were listening to. She loves B2K. Oh, she no, she loves. She I loved. like B2K. She loves. She had B2K. all the word up posters, but uh, <laughs> oh yes, word up. <laughs> she yeah. had all the word up. Posters. Yes. So this was like little sister music. So I really kind of like, you know, but Mario had some hits that I really liked. Mm-hmm. I love that breakup song. Why would you wanna break up? Loving you, loving you, loving. Okay, anyway, but yeah, I loved, I loved that song, and I was like, "Where's the follow-up hit to that?" But um, I wasn't even gonna watch it. I had just watched Ray J sing "One Wish" terribly, and I was like, "Oh, why you do that? Who let you do that? Who let you do but, that?" But um, I watched that, and then I was getting my hair braided, and my hairstylist was like. Have you watched their verses? I was like, no. She was like, Mario was so petty. And I was like, what? She was like, the pettiest. The first thing he did was bring out B- the other members of B2K. And I said, wow. stop playing with me. And then we ended up watching the whole thing. Because even she said she hadn't watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We watched the whole thing. And I was like, dang. Omarion, this is an L. Oh even Tank came out trying to help Omarion. And uh, Mar- uh, he tried to help Omarion. And Tank didn't even sound good that night. And I loved, I love me some Tank, girl. Yeah, you love you some Tank. Tank is like, I use Tank as the comparison of of men's sexual prowess. You know, some men want to give you Freddie Jackson, and ain't nothing wrong with Freddie Jackson. Matter of fact, some people probably love Freddie Jackson. But I, myself, I prefer Tank. (laughs) And actually, I really prefer a a pre-Winwe Tank. That Tank used to get inside your mind. When we tank, he's on some like I'm trying to sell some records, y'all. My kids in college, I gotta you know take care of my pretty wife. That's fine, sir. Go ahead and make you some money. But uh, yeah, I just I didn't understand. I didn't. But uh, yeah, Mario killed it, and Omarion, he seemed, he seemed, you know, he he had previously said I don't feel no ways about it. He looked like he felt ways about it. <laughs> I mean, the, all I saw was clips of him. I was like. 
are y'all actually singing or is this just a battle to try to seduce all of the women watching? Because Omarion was like humping the mic and he was like getting down on the ground. Girl, like, when he ate the watermelon, I thought. Oh, yeah. Girl, you forgot that. You put that I did. K-Ray forgets any traumatic event as it's happening. <laughs> Literally. I was like, I felt like, what is this? What the hell is this watermelon? And then he was humping the mic, and he was down like, oh, oh, saying oh. And then... And, and he was talking about Mario being fat. I was like, this is some L.A. stuff, because, uh, sir, you don't have a six-pack. You just got... You a one-liter. You, you a one-liter? You a one-liter. Um, <laughs> you a one-liter. Mario is that grown man fine, that grown man thick. Like, oh, let me touch your arm. So, you know, when you try to sneak that touch on an arm... Like, they'd be like, yeah, excuse me. You'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. And you just kind of, like, grab the mm-hmm. arm. Like, oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, girl, that was a muscle. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> I didn't understand it. And then at one point, I felt like they was all out there singing, like, singing on top of each other, trying to, like, and reaching out to the women, like, oh, oh. I was like, what is happening? Who's singing? Who what song is this? Girl, <laughs> facts, what song is this? Oh, Y'all and singing. then did you see the um when Ray J was singing, but he was like he was like dancing, and then people was cutting that clip and putting uh, Amen church music on. Yeah, they put the Amen uh oh intro music, and I said this is the funniest thing I ever seen. I was like, oh Ray J. And then we got to talk about the oh. BT Awards real quick, even though it already happened. But what I feel happened like at, uh, what happened at the BT Awards? Again? Well, the the Puff Daddy um. Oh, Puff Daddy and that girl we, from the City Girls. We showing our age calling him Puff Daddy. Well, no, just the whole, because, you know, they did his Lifetime Achievement. So oh. it was so many performances, and Little Kim came out, and she came out, and, you know, everybody was like, I didn't even know that was Little Kim for a minute. And, you know, everybody just kept talking about how she looks, and I felt like, I feel like at this point, we yeah. should be getting over we how Little Kim yeah. looks. Um, Asia Dantzler, Graydon, um... She's the wife in this group called um, Kindred the Family. So I love her. She's like my girl crush because she's so smart and so like she's so everything. Um, I'm about to pull up what she said, but she had said something really poignant about how we should be over. You know, she's looked like this for a while now. She has looked like this for a while. And I feel like why are we still talking about it? Like we don't even understand what could have possibly convinced her that she wasn't the finest thing on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, I hate that Kim is such an easy target. Most black girls, women, are contending with massive amounts of anti-black and misogynistic messaging. And truthfully, if you're not actively and consistently interrogating the pathology of your own internalized bullshit, then there is likely a lot less difference between you and Kim than you realize. That was the word for the day for me about Kim. Because in, inside, people were talking about her. And I thought, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm tired of us. Like, let's just appreciate her. Let's just give her her flowers, appreciate her. Because, hey, I still play Lil' Kim music. <laughs> okay. Um, I need that energy in my life. <laughs> what did she say? Um, so at my wedding, I can throw ice instead of throwing rice. Okay, <laughs> that's my energy all the time, high level. But I thought, yeah, we should be over it. Like, yeah. there are times, 
I looked at what she had on at the BET Awards, and, you know, I just did my normal fashion critique. I thought, your jacket, it's too high up on your neck. You needed some visual skin space between <laughs> you. You were doing a mama. Yes, basically. You mama, yeah. You know, where you, people go, you look terrible, and I'm over here trying to think, well, you know what? We could actually fix this. Here's the problem. Yeah. So that's what I was doing about it. I was like, why do you have on that those tights that cut you off at the knee? Your leg's too short for that. Can we need a longer, elongated leg? See, I'm doing that mama thing that yeah. I do. That, you know, where I just be like, oh, baby, we can fix this. Uh, we can salvage <laughs> this. This is not that bad. But I thought she'd been looking like this for a minute. She's been looking for and a Even a though breath. sometimes she do pop up on me, and I don't know it's her till she starts speaking, um, I still feel like, we should be to the point where we stop contextualizing this in a public space about how she looks. Yeah. Like, maybe send it to the group text or something. But as a black woman, I feel like there are always different points of my life where I think maybe I should look different. Or maybe it would be easier if I had these features. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it would be easier to date if I had more Eurocentric features, if I had the good hair. And it's it's in every song you listen to. Like, there's a Gold Link song called Friends. And one of the rappers says, and all of my girls are black with a mix. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had been playing this song because I really liked the chorus of the song. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really been listening to the the lyrics mm-hmm. in between the, the, the choruses. The, ver- the, verse, the yeah. verses. And I thought, I've been ingesting him saying that to me. And somewhere inside my mind, I think, maybe I've internalized that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, all of these things have been internalized, even to the point where I feel like in the early 90s, or not the early 90s, but like, the, the 2000s, like mm-hmm. when we were young, they would always <laughs> show guys, like even Kanye West, they would show Kanye West with like a girl with an afro or like a very like, remember how like that crunchy look was in back then? Like girls had their hair wrapped up and we had on long denim skirts mm-hmm. and like we had the whole deaf poetry and, look. And the whole the whole color scheme of the air where it was browns and oranges and yellows yes. and very like warm colors. And I think it would almost be kind of like a culture shock when these guys would come out and they'd be with these girls who were either very very fair or very Eurocentric or they would just be outside with Mm -hmm. white women and nothing's wrong with either of those things but I think it was just kind of like well you're using black women as a marketing tool you're using them as an audience to purchase your your Mm -hmm. art um, but you don't want to be with them when you go home Mm -hmm. and that somewhere gets internalized too in black women's minds as well. And Kim is in the center. Even Amanda Seal said hip hop is not a place to look for love. Mm-hmm. Kim is in the center of that. She's the first one to co- She's like one of the first female rappers who really came into the space and was like super sexy, feminine, and like, you know, and used that raunchiness to her her advantage. And sometimes it's actually being the hard the hardest thing is to be the first person to do something. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that the older I get looking at the industry or just looking at any space where you're trying to build a public persona. Uh, when you come out and you're first, you actually you get the most crap. You get no worse treatment. You ain't getting no accolades. And then shoot, Roxanne Shante. Roxanne Shante went home. She was like <laughs> I ain't making no money. I got kids to take care of. I'm going to college because it's in my contract. (laughs) Like, yeah, very much so that. So I feel like her appearance could be very much so like, yeah, she was the baddest. Like, she made all of us want to rock colored hair and Mm -hmm. wear sexy outfits and, like, really, like, push the envelope. And she did look dope in her Kimberly Jones phase. But something made her feel like not something, lots of things, yeah. <laughs> made her feel like whatever she was, it was not enough. And that presentation wouldn't ultimately get her the things in life that she wanted. Yeah. And should we keep continually making her feel bad about that? No. 
I know. No, I mean, I mean, when, when she first, and it, you know, it really happened kind of gradually in the beginning because it was like first, it's like you didn't even notice until you looked at her early work, like her early music videos, and you're like, oh. She kind of, she kind of looked like she lightened her skin, or she looked like she got her nose, nose done. done. And then it was like, oh, shit. And then it was like, it went even further. And you were like, first it was like, who is that? And it was like, oh, that's little Kim. And then it's like, first I've first when things like that happen, I have a gen- genuine concern for the person. It's like, whoa, you must be, you know, going going through some stuff about, you know, your physical look and. And things like that. And then it's just like, also, too, when you in that industry and you have the money and you have the access to get the work done and you don't have, it is a personal choice, but then you don't have people around you who, or even the doctors. I feel like even the doctors don't seem like they put a kind of a cap. cap or exp- I'm sure they probably express a mild concern, but not enough to not get a check yeah to not get the check you know what i'm saying it's like you've gone through a lot of you know surgeries because i mean that really does affect your health like though these are major surgeries surgeries. like people these women getting people getting bbls that's a major surgery like you have to have somebody take care of you for i don't well like quite a while probably at least a month and a half and a half or something like that like, and then you can't lay on your back. Like, these are major. So, like, people get serious health conditions from plastic surgeries. And so when you see somebody who's had so, so much and a drastic change through plastic surgery, it, it's always just concerning for me. And you can express that concern, but let's not keep beating it over the head and making jokes and things like that because people are going through serious mental struggles with their appearance with their appearance especially black women and then when you have the access to actually go and get it done and and you know seek out the the surgery when somebody gives you the option to take the red or the blue pill yeah. and you have the money for both pills it's like it's like a, like i could sit here uh, you know and be like talk about all the stuff that i wish i could change about my body but i don't have the access or the money to do you know, the surgeries. Like, I, I couldn't. I couldn't be seriously tempted by it. Like I, you know, you think about it and you're like, no, I, w- I wouldn't ever really want to do that. But if I had the money and the access, like, would I be able to stop those temptations when they arise? Like, would oh, I, I definitely would, probably would have had some. Yeah, it might not have be like drastic things, but I probably would have gotten a layer of skin lifted or something, something, something. Um, maybe being broke is a small blessing that we have not messed up or ruined our bodies because you can mess something up and then now you got to go back and fix it and then it, it you can just continue to get the surgeries just trying to fix what wasn't broken. Mm-hmm. And people are like, ah, and it's like, yeah, we keep rah rah about it, but you know, do you can you take off uh, two months from work to yeah. change your nose or no? You don't have those type of options. You don't have that type of time. Time. You yeah. might not even have that type of desire. But I don't think anybody's a hundred percent like. I think it's good to be confident, but I don't think any of us are 100% in our confidence. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you just need the confidence to help get you out the damn door. Like, I just need the confidence to leave, to leave the house today. <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard. And you may be confident 99.0% of the time, and but, then that one percent of the time, you're like, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling too confident about 
Yo, I'm confident quite often. <laughs> quite often, I am confident. It's 80-20. 80-20. Yeah. 80% of the time, I can feel pretty confident. And 20% of the time, you know, those thoughts seep in, like, that BBL body is in, and I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it. And I can't even, it. ain't nothing I can do to even I don't have it. try to get but, it. Like, my my body shape has been in none of the trends. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> None of the trends. None of the trends. No, of I what feel looks like good on a woman or K Ray you know. looks like a model. I'm not dealing with her. She's tall. You look like a Naomi Campbell. Whatever. Naomi. People. No. People walk up to K Ray no. in the grocery store and go, "You look like Gab." Has anyone ever told you you look like Gabrielle Union? I used to get that when I was younger and thinner, <laughs> and now. I got this auntie body with these huge tits. Has anyone walked up to you and said, hey, has anyone ever told you you look like Sherry Shepard yet? <laughs> no. Well, then shut up. <laughs> shut up, I hate you. Because it's happened to me. Yeah, it's, it's probably coming. These tits won't go nowhere. <laughs> freaking big auntie tits. Oh, God. I feel like no, our episode is no, being super no long. No hips. No hips. No hips. No hips. No not, dips. Not much butt. You know, not a flat butt, but not much. And I got these broad shoulders. Girl, you still look good. You still look like... an inverted triangle. She's a gorgeous thing. She's a gorgeous chocolatey thing, and I love it. Um, And for me, I love it. But let's not even go here. Um, Yeah, so that's the episode. I feel like that's the episode. I feel like it is. That's the episode, girl. We did it. We left the house and did an episode. We left the house. We... We came to the library. We got the booth. We, we in the booth. We in the booth. The energy is back in here. I feel it. We it's in the good. booth. We got back in the booth. And like we, we some rappers. I know. <laughs> we 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 didn't come up with some content. We got we got we got some good stuff coming coming your way yes. this season. This season is gonna be transformative. Yeah, yeah. We got back in it. Yeah, we're here. We are. We're here. I got big things coming up on the horizon this season. You do. You've got you've got lots of goodies. You've got things to shine on because Laura is Laura is just fabulous. I mean, she's 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 the best kept secret and y'all need to help us not let it be a secret anymore. She's the dopest. She's got a wonderful project coming out. You're gonna talk about it now. You gonna talk about it later? Or Let's what? talk about it later. I feel like okay. we've we've held everybody up with our shenanigans. Yes. Our regularly dim wise. And we're gonna get we're gonna get a, a better social media presence going on. And maybe we should get a Patreon so y'all can support us. Oh yes. You know we can say we, we need some support because this is we doing this for well 100 percent free because. Ain't nobody paying us to do this. We just bringing, we just bringing the vibes. But we could use some support, so maybe we'll get a Patreon going. We can we can get so many different things going. We got some stuff going. We can get lots of things going. It's it's not a problem. Yeah, I'm so I'm actually really glad that we're back in the space and that we are, you know, providing a little random shenanigans. Yeah, random shenanigans. I hope that somewhere. So- out of one of our six listeners, there's some black woman in an office just dying to go to lunch so she can listen to our podcast so, so that she can have a conversation with black women. <laughs> like, I hope so. That is what this whole, that's what all of this is for. This is so you can run off and have a conversation with black women. Yes. Um, and I feel like we got to remember our why. We do have to remember We have our to remember why. our why. And this is just, this is just a conversation for black women. You can join in on it, but just remember it's, for black women. For if black you need women. a different space, go ahead and get you. Go yes. ahead and fi- seek it. Yes. But yes. 
I'm glad we got into this space and that we were able to come back together and do the podcast. People kept coming up to us like, when is your podcast coming back? Why'd y'all stop? And it would be like, uh, don't y'all see the world is out there burning? <laughs> okay. I mean, you I gotta know. be a really dedicated person to see the world falling apart and be like, you know what I need to do? Yeah. I'm Put like... my unnecessary opinion out there. <laughs> I, I know, right? Because I, I was, bruh, no, it feels really good to get back in because I've been, this past few years, I've been getting, I've been in my head too much. I've been home alone, you know, working from home. I'm in my brain too much and you can, you can, you can, you can get down dark and deep in, inside the brain if you don't get out of it sometimes. And um, I was thinking, like, who needs to hear one? There's too many people out here talking. Who needs to hear one more freaking opinion? But it feels good. I'm glad we're back in. We're back in, we're back in step. All right, so if you guys want to find us or follow us, um, you can get to our Instagram page, Dem Wise Girls. Um, there's 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 lots going on on Instagram. You can find me at Owise One. I'm on there every day. Um, you can find Kray on TikTok. Like that's really the only social media presence Kray has, and she's really not even posting. She's just watching. I'm not posting, but I am on Instagram. I do check my Instagram sometimes. Laura is Owise One. I am Miss Wise One. Miss underscore Miss Wise One on Instagram. But we're gonna we're gonna pick up the presence on social media, and we are all, oh yeah we're on Spotify too now. Yeah, we're finally on Spotify. We're on all streaming um, platforms. You can go listen to seasons one and two if you haven't listened to all of them, um, if you desire to. But yeah, we're we're finally like really back out there, and it's a good feeling. So thank you guys so much for coming in for the randomness, joining in on this conversation for Black women, and until next time. We'll see y'all later on them wise girls. Peace. You didn't hear the name, just them wise girls, wise girls, wise girls.